Welcome into Patriots postgame press pass. I'm Alex Barth, joined by Evan Lazar and Mike Petralia, getting ready to recap the Patriots. 28-22 uh, to 22 loss down in Houston to the Texans. This edition of the Patriots press pass is brought to you by betonline.ag. Visit their website. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus. It's also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Catch every NFL game. You can get your first three months free. That's right, every NFL game for free. Visit expressvpn.com slash beat. Again, every NFL game, expressvpn.com slash beat. All right, gentlemen, it uh, it wasn't, wasn't pretty. I wouldn't necessarily say it was as ugly as the Baltimore loss, but that, that Baltimore loss looms large now as the Patriots sit in the second seed in the AFC and just, you know, I don't want to make excuses for them. I, I do certainly think the illness was a factor, but just uh, all things considered a lackluster effort by the Patriots Sunday night. I just didn't see any creativity for the first three quarters from the Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, nor did I see urgency. And I think the thing that we're going to remember the most from this game uh, beyond the 28-22 loss is Tom Brady yelling at his wide receivers uh, on the sideline in the first quarter. We have to see things the same. You have to separate. You have to be faster. You have to be quicker. And him trying to get his young, obviously, his young receivers, Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry, on the same page at this stage, late stage now of the season. We're in December, post-Thanksgiving. Uh, I think is really, to me, what stands out the most. Yeah, there was a lot of plays here tonight. The ones that stand out are, are the big ones, right? You know, Mohamed Sanu's drop on fourth down, for example, or some of the plays that led to Brady kind of blowing up on the sideline. But it's a lot of little things, really, when you add it all up together that are adding up to huge things for this offense. It's receivers not finishing routes, like Nikhil Harry on the interception. He gets boxed out by Bradley Roby, and the ball's going the other way. I didn't love the decision by Brady to throw the football, but that's a, not a good route by Nikhil Harry either. right? Other little things, like Mohamed Sanu on the play before the, third, the fourth down conversion that he dropped, he runs the route short of the sticks, and he doesn't pick up the first down because of a lack of attention to detail. There's so many instances tonight. I'm sure you could count on two hands the amount of times that receivers ran routes short of the sticks on a key third down or second along or something like that that put the Patriots in a disadvantageous situation. Running the ball, running that route a little half yard, even if it's just a foot, past that marker, and then cutting your route off horizontally. Those are the difference between those little inches adding up to big things and little things. And I think that that's the difference right now with this Patriots offense. I don't know if they have enough talent on offense to get where they need to go. I, Brady's blowups on the sidelines are obviously interesting TV, but he's asking them to execute faster, to play faster, to execute better, to separate. I don't know if they can separate any more than they are. I don't know if they have that talent, but if they can get the little details down, that's what they're going to have to do because they don't have a Rob Gronkowski out there right now. They don't have an Antonio Brown. So they're going to have to do the little things better. And you know what? When it comes down to it, I and Evan, we've talked about this on and off the air, and I kept saying they'll get it figured out. They always do. They'll make the adjustments. But tonight was the night. Everybody was healthy, right? They had right. the full assortment of weapons and not just the receivers. You have Isaiah Wynn in there as well, at left tackle, which we talked about making a difference. Houston is one of the worst secondaries in the league. They're banged up. They lose Vernon Hargraves during the game. Every, everything was there tonight. Every box was checked for this to be the night 
the Patriots offense figured it out. And, you know, it, it felt right there with the narrative that beginning of December, Patriots have this big game, prime time against a good opponent. They click, they make their run. That's how it's gone for the last 19 years, save maybe last year with the loss in Pittsburgh and Miami. And they did the exact opposite tonight. I think, you know, I, I know I know they didn't look great against Dallas and they, they put up more points tonight technically. I think there's an argument to be made. They took a step back tonight from what we saw against Dallas last week. I would agree with that 100%. And you have to be concerned about the way Tom Brady is playing right now. I mean, the second half and, uh, you know, the 345 yards that he wound up with, the three touchdown passes, um, all of that is great. (laughs) But when the game was being competed, really honestly, genuinely competed in the first half. He was, what, 7 of 19 for 82 yards, a pick, and a 28.8 rating. In a game, like you said, Alex, that it was there for the taking in terms of the Patriots receivers to come back and have a breakout game. Philip Dorsett and Mohamed Sanu both came back active for this game. I expected this to be a much more vertical passing game, and we didn't see it. And that's what surprised me. And again, Tom Brady in that first half just simply did not look sharp. I don't think, you know, certainly I don't think he would deny that. Uh, and, you know, some of that is going to, because, going to be because he wasn't on the same page with his wide receivers. And some of it was because the mechanics of his throws was just off. Yeah, I think that with Brady, I'm co- coming to the conclusion that it's tough to blame him in a lot of this case because really what his receivers are giving him right now is pretty lackluster. Now, we can go and evaluate. I agree with you, Treggs, that the first half, you know, he didn't look himself. He was definitely a little bit confused by some of the things that Cornell was throwing at him pressures-wise. That one sack where he thought that Bradley Roby was in man coverage on James White and Bradley Roby ended up blitzing and the guy from the edge ended up dropping into coverage on White. That certainly got Brady. But I really think that this is more, if the system around Brady was working better and the foundation around Brady was stronger then I don't think that Tom Brady we would be talking about him having as bad of a season or him being this big issue or anything like that not that you're saying he's a big issue but I no, think that would be the, that will be the national narrative right is that coming out of this game I think it's more going to be about Brady struggling and then the Patriots offense struggling as a secondary point I don't know how much you can really put on Brady at this point you know with what you saw out there tonight those were all mistakes, I would say, that were made mostly by his receivers out there, certainly in the first half, just running the wrong routes, running routes, not properly running the route, not finishing the route. You know, Philip Dorsetti, Brady throws a ball at the back of the end zone, out of the back of the end zone in the first half, starts barking at Dorsett because Dorsett just stopped running. He was, he was running down the back of the end zone, and he just stops. And Brady threw a, a lofted pass right over the defense and tried to land it right down into Philip Dorsett's arms, and Dorsett just stopped the route. I mean, how much do you really want to put that stuff on Brady? I, I just I don't know at what point do we have to just say, chalk this season up, this entire season so far for Brady, up to more about his supporting cast than him himself. I think it's becoming really difficult to separate the two, honestly. And I think to that point, if, if you want to put blame on somebody, if you want a, a player to look at here, Edelman was taking away most of that game. I think Houston did a good job on him talking about the first three quarters, the part where they're actually trying. Same for James White. They kind of took the Patriots strategy of take away what they do best and flipped it on him. 
took away Edelman, took away White, forced the secondary weapons to beat him. Jacoby Myers put together, you know, the game you want from your third wide receiver. It certainly felt like tonight when it mattered. The Patriots were missing that true secondary weapon, and that's kind of what it's felt like for a while now. Edelman, Julian Edelman's going to be Julian Edelman. That's fine. Jacoby Myers is giving you what you want from your third wide receiver. It's the guy in the middle they don't have. And you look at a guy in Nikhil Harry, who was a first-round pick. You look at a guy in Mohamed Sanu, who they gave up a second-round pick for. Those guys are the black hole right now. And tonight's game is a perfect example. You have Nikhil Harry at 6'3", 225, getting boxed out by Roby, a much smaller corner on the interception that really, that was the moment the game flipped. And you have Mohamed Sanu dropping the fourth down pass when the Patriots had a chance to get back in it. To me, it's on those two guys right now. Even if one of them, if one of them can step back up, I think the offense is in much better shape. But I, I don't know where my faith is in that happening right now and that them developing that secondary weapon. That was the person we were all, that was the role we were all waiting to develop that would fix the offense. And, you know, to go back to what I said before, last time I talked, they took a step back tonight. If you look at it, that interception cost them or added seven points to Houston. You take those, and I'm getting a little lib a little liberal with the numbers here, but allow me. That interception gave Houston seven points. Take those off, Houston's at 21. You figure with Sanu's drop, they extend that drive, they at least get a field goal. Give the Patriots three more at the time. That puts them at 18. They then have the miscommunication on the two-point conversion. It puts them at 20 if they figure that out. Poor coaching there by Belichick. And I don't think he's totally free of blame tonight either. That puts it at 21-20. They went for the two-point conversion they didn't get. You figure it at 21-20, they kicked the extra point there. Instead, you have a tie game when they're driving down at the end there when Edelman scores that final touchdown. So you look at three plays. It was Harry, it was Sanu, and it was the coaching staff that ultimately put this game out of reach. But, Evan, to go back to something you said there, and it all kind of piles together, this is the question we have to ask tonight. We're so used to the Patriots flipping the script in December, right, and turning it on and playing their best football post-Thanksgiving. Is are, are should we not hold our breath? Is what we saw tonight just who the 2019 Patriots are? And they'll probably win the division and maybe a, div a divisional round playoff game. Maybe they, they get to the AFC championship. But is this who they are? A, a good, not great team that can't hang with an electric offense? Well, I, I'll tell you. I'll jump in here, Alex and, and Evan. Last year, we were sort of saying the same thing. They were 9-5 yeah. and five heading in to the final two home games against the Bills and the Jets. They found their mojo. They're not going to panic. They know they have, first of all, the, the best coaching staff in the league in the building. They still have uh, the GOAT as their quarterback. I think Tom Brady has the capability of figuring things out. The issue is going to be, I, I honestly believe this division is not over. The division lead is down to one game. No, that, that Week 16 game is going to be huge. Well, it, it's turning into that. And depending on what happens between the Ravens and Bills next week, that's a fascinating game in terms of what's going to happen with the Patriots going forward, what their destiny is going to be in the playoffs. Are they going to be a wild card team possibly, or are they going to be a division winner and possibly a number one seed? A lot is going to be determined, uh, I think, by what happens with next week's games with with the Chiefs coming to Gillette uh, and the Bills and the Ravens squaring off. Yeah, quite frankly, the Patriots coaching staff cannot get outcoached like they did tonight. They got absolutely taken behind the woodshed by Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cannell for three quarters tonight. The offensive side of the ball for the Patriots, it was double Julian Edelman out of the game. We're going to put our top cover guy or one of our top cover guys on James White. 
He, James White's a great receiving back. You put a good corner on him, though, on passing downs, and it's good. he's not going to separate against a guy like that like he's a wide receiver, right? So they put Bradley Roby on James White for a lot of the game on third down situations, obvious passing spots. They doubled Julian Edelman. Cornell got some creative blitz schemes for Tom Brady up his sleeve as well. And it always seems like, even though the Patriots have tended to figure out Romeo Cornell eventually, the beginning of a lot of these games against Houston, Cornell kind of has some things up his sleeve that Brady is not ready for. Or maybe he knows there's kind of a part of Brady's game that is going to get to him. And he did that again tonight. And on the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien had the Patriots coverage and defensively figured out completely. If it was man coverage, they were throwing to the backs and the tight ends. If it was zone, they were working the middle of the field. They were attacking the linebackers and coverage all over the field. And Watson kind of knew exactly what was coming and where his answer was to every little thing that the Patriots defense was sending them in that first quarter, first half, certainly. And I thought the Patriots defense pulled it out and figured some things out and were able to come up with a stop in some key situations in the middle portion of the game. And they gave up that last drive, which really put the game on ice for Houston and I know that they got close there at the end, but I I really think that if the Patriots want to get where they want to get to, they need their coaching staff to do what they did at the end of last year in the playoff run and out-coach everybody along the way and just be that much better between the ears that that's able to kind of put them over the top. Because if they coach like they did tonight, where they got out-coached, quite frankly, just simply put out-coached, they get outcoached again like that tonight. They don't have the talent on this roster to overcome it, at least offensively. So that's going to be the biggest thing moving forward. Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and their ability to figure out offensively first and foremost, but also how they can win football games against teams with good offenses. So, Trags, I want to go back to something you said. Give me both of you, give me real quick one sentence answer because there's one more thing I want to discuss. But you mentioned that Ravens Bills games next week. And I think it's interesting because. Uh, the, the window Patriots fans view that game through really depends on how much you trust the Patriots and respect their ability to take care of business down the stretch, right? If you think that they can beat Buffalo week 16 and they can clean up on these bad teams and beat the chiefs, you're obviously rooting for the bills because you want to knock the Ravens off the one seed. But if you think the division could be an issue, then you're going to be rooting for the Ravens. So one sentence, who should Patriots fans be voting for in that game? Trags, you go first. Uh, I I absolutely think you want the Bills to win that game because you've got to be able to trust that you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills and and the Miami Dolphins in back-to-back weeks at home to finish the season if you're the team you think you're going to be. And if you do that and and the Bills beat the Ravens, you will take care of the uh, number right. one seed, more, more than likely take care of the number one seed. And remember, the, the Ravens not only have the Bills left, they have the Steelers left. And sure. the Steelers are likely going to be fighting for that sixth and final playoff spot in the AFC. So that's uh, who I, if I'm a Patriot fan next week, I'm rooting yep. for the Bills. Evan? The, Bill, the Bills aren't beating Baltimore. But but that's different, Evan, than rooting for them. If right. you're a Patriot Patriot fan, fan you're, rooting you're rooting for the Bills to win that They're game. They're all rooting for the Niners today. That didn't work. I would all probably right. I would probably err on the side of rooting for Buffalo also simply because I I don't know if Josh Allen can beat Bill Belichick yet. Like, I think Josh Allen could go out there and beat Jason Garrett. I think Josh Allen's played very well over the last couple of Much weeks. Much better. Much better. I don't think that Josh Allen's ready to beat Bill Belichick in Gillette 
with the division on the line. That, that seems like a lofty, a lofty goal for him, certainly. So I, I would definitely root for the Bills next week, but they're not beating Baltimore. All right, final point. I want to touch on it because we got to look at the other side, right? We talked about what the national narrative is going to be, and Brady fell off, and the offense is in trouble. The other side of the, the, the page, the other side of the coin, is going to be Patriots are dealing with this illness all week. They weren't healthy. They weren't prepared. They weren't in condition. And it certainly did look like at times, and I don't want to come out and make full excuses, but especially guys like Hightower and Van Noy um, and Patrick Chung, who were all listed on the injury report with the illness this week, that they just were not in shape. They weren't as fast as they usually look. They weren't as strong as they usually look. How much, you can phrase the answer however you want, give a percentage, out of 10, whatever. Uh, how much did that illness that swept through the Patriots locker room affect the outcome of the game Sunday night? I'd say offensively, Five to ten percent, no more. I what I saw offensively had very little to do with conditioning and more to do with execution and knowing the offense and being on the same page with Brady. I think very little to do with the illness that went through the locker room. And most of the illness was on the defensive side of the football too. I think Correct. Cannon was the only uh, offensive play Illuminor, but he was inactive. But I think Cannon was really the only consequential offensive player who was dealing with it. Although the defense again lets up twenty eight even with the short field. Evan, how much did it factor in for you? Uh, not a lot, because really all the issues that we continue to see are the same issues that we've talked about them having all season long. Like if these were, if the defense just looked gassed the entire game and was just, you know, not playing up to its usual level in terms of flying around the field and all that kind of stuff, I would say a little bit more. But the reason why the Texans were able to put up points against the Patriots today were because their secondary guys, guys not named DeAndre Hopkins, stepped up and made plays and the coaching staff really called a very good game. So I, I don't really chalk it up to anything about the illness or anything like that. But I do certainly think that you know, in some respects, let's see what happens next week when this kind of get bug gets out of there, right? And yeah. hopefully before we kind of just write them off against Kansas City completely, because I think a lot of people are already on to Kansas City and saying, how are they going to beat Mahomes after playing the way that they did tonight? You know, things change quickly in this league and, and situations change quickly. Well, we'll see. And, and next week is the big one. We've been calling it that since the schedule came out in April. I don't think we knew just how big it was going to be, but uh, potential season turning implications for the Patriots coming up next Sunday. We, of course, have you covered throughout the week up to and the game itself. We'll all be there in Foxborough when the Patriots take on the Chiefs. Follow along for all of your coverage. CLNSmedia.com and on Twitter at PatriotsCLNS. This postgame press pass has been brought to you by betonline.ag, visit their website and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus. It's also been brought to you by ExpressVPN. Check out every NFL game right on your laptop. Get your first three months free, totally free, expressvpn.com slash beat. For Mike Petraya and Evan Lazar, I'm Alex Barth. Thanks for watching.